Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Within Us Podcast. I am Ozzy Jankovic, your host. Today, you are going to be hearing from my guest, Margie Feltoon. Margie has an absolutely incredible story. She is the CEO and co-owner of Interview Connections. Interview Connections is the first and leading podcast booking agency. And many of my guests over the past several months have been a direct result of my relationship with this company, Interview Connections. So I am personally incredibly grateful for Interview Connections and the work that Margie has been doing leading this company. I'm so excited about today's show, but before we dive in, I want to let you know what's going on behind the scenes. My brand new 12-week program on course creation, Legacy Lab, has begun. I'm so excited for you to start meeting the participants and watching this journey of course creation unfold. It's been incredible. I have been learning so much about all of the participants and their businesses and their expertise. And I'm excited to share that with you as we continue. If you are not yet connected with me on social media, I would love to connect with you over there. You can join my free Facebook community, connect with the participants in the program and hundreds of other motivated and inspired purpose-driven creative women. Send a join request to my Facebook community by visiting drozzy.co backslash community. That's drozzi.co backslash community. I go live in the group and share all kinds of resources to start creating and stay inspired on the creative and entrepreneurial journey. So definitely join me over there. And if we're not connected on Instagram yet, please do send me a follow request on Instagram. I am Ozzy.Jankovic. It's my name, A-Z-I.J-A-N-K-O-V-I-C. And I would love to hang out with you over there. There's all kinds of new posts. I'm The new posts are interactive. We have meditations coming out and resources to build your business and build your courses and so much more. So with all of that said, I am really excited to delve into this episode about podcast guesting and the power of podcasting. So if you have ever thought about guesting on a podcast, or if you've ever thought about creating a podcast, or if you want to learn more about the entrepreneurial journey in general, this is the episode for you. You're going to hear about the strategy behind interview connections, how they help their entrepreneurs through podcast guesting. And you're also going to hear Margie's story. It's, it's really something. So with nothing further, I'm going to go ahead and introduce you to Margie. She is the co-owner of Interview Connections. She and her business partner lead an in-house staff of over 20 full-time employees in their now virtual Rhode Island office. And they have successfully scaled this agency to multiple seven figures. Their team of in-house booking agents are the podcast powerhouses behind many successful entrepreneurs and businesses, including Ali Brown, A. Weber, USA Financial, and more. Margie joined Interview Connections in 2016 as a contractor, becoming their first employee in 2017, 
and then acquiring 50% equity in the business by 2018. Wait until you hear that story. By 2019, she'd helped lead the business to its first seven-figure year without any direct marketing or advertising. When Margie's not busy guesting on podcasts or recording her own show, Rock the Podcast, she's active in animal rescue, organizing a yearly fundraiser called Art for Animals. In 2019, she was recognized for her efforts with a Humane Heroes Award. She is owned. (laughs) She is owned by her 17-year-old cat and her nine-year-old toothless Yorkie Pooh. It's an absolute honor and a privilege to introduce you to today's guest, Margie Felton. All right. I am so excited to be here with my guest today, Margie Feltoon. I've been looking forward to this interview for months now, and you're going to meet her and you're going to hear about her work and what she does, and you're going to know why right away. So thank you so much for being here, Margie. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Ozzy. I've been really looking forward to it too. The anticipation has been killing me because we booked it so far in advance. I know, I know. And I'm so happy we made it happen. So thank you for being here. I'm so excited. I love podcasting so much. And I know this is your specialty. Podcasting has become such an incredible point of connection. It has become such a phenomenal way to share our voices and spread messages and connect with humans. And this is the work that you do every day with your company. And you have built as the CEO, an incredible, incredible company. So I want to start from the beginning about you and how you got into this field and how you got started doing the incredible work that you're doing today. Thank you so much for saying that. So I have sort of a unique entrepreneurial journey because I am the CEO and 50% owner of Interview Connections, but I am not the founder. So people are always like, wait, how? So my business partner, Jessica Rhodes, founded the business. Her dad is a business coach, which was great for us. (laughs) And she wanted to work from home. So she basically started as a virtual assistant and her dad was her first client. And this was back in 2013 before... So many entrepreneurs saw the huge opportunity in podcasting, both in hosting and in guesting on other people's shows. But he, Jim Palmer, really was a visionary and he was getting booked on shows already and he had his own podcast that he still has. So one of the things he was having her do was book him as a guest on podcast. And they both realized like, this is brilliant and no one else was doing it. So they niched it down. And instead of her being, you know, like a paid by the hour virtual assistant, she became an agency interview connection. So that was like the very beginning. And then we were a contractor run labor model for a while and grew pretty big to multiple six figures that way. So I was a contractor booking agent in 2016. That's how I started. Jess and I knew each other from a previous life as door-to-door fundraisers for a nonprofit. Really? Um, Yes. So like the most random thing. And also it's a great organization, but that's a pretty high burnout dead end job. I was making like $8 an hour knocking on doors for like five hours every night in like all types of weather. We have to get into your whole story because today you're the CEO of a seven figure business and you are helping so many people do incredible work in this world. And I want to hear your whole story because, you know, our listeners and my community and so many of my clients are female entrepreneurs and they're so purpose-driven 
And I love sharing the stories of how women have made it and have built these businesses. So I would love for you to take us back to, you know, Margie in her younger years and just tell us the whole story. All right. So this has been a journey. I think the people who knew me in the past, maybe this is just my self-limiting belief. I would guess they're a little surprised to see what I'm doing now. Because yes, you know, we're a multi seven figure business. We're growing to an eight figure business in 2021. We have 25 full-time employees. Things did not start out this great. (laughs) I talk about this a lot on interviews. So I grew up in a home with a lot of mental illness. Both of my parents, very brilliant lawyers, good people, really great, but they had their own mental health struggles. And now stuff like that is better understood. I think there's a better conversation about mental health. And I think podcasts contribute to that. And I also had my own, you know, mental health problems with anxiety and depression. Things did not start out great. I didn't have the tools, like I hadn't discovered personal development. So I grew up, I would say, being a pretty like lonely and depressed and anxious and isolated child. And as I got older, when I was about 19, someone I was dating, his mom she could see that I wasn't maybe doing well. I was doing okay. Mm -hmm. Like I was getting good grades, but you know, I was struggling in a lot of ways. I didn't have a lot of purpose and meaning in my life. I was really dealing with a lot of anxiety and depression that was impacting my relationships. And she gave me the power of now, the Eckhart Tolle book. And really, yeah. And it was the first thing that opened my eyes to something different because I had created this really small world for myself, but I didn't know I had created it. Like I thought that was just what life was and that was reality and it was always going to be there. And then by reading this book, it just like blew my life open and I got present for like the first time ever. And it wasn't like a magic switch and anyone who's on this personal development journey knows it's not like you read one book or you go to one seminar and you're like, I'm cured. Like I'm not a human anymore. I don't have an ego. You always have it. I'm an enlightened unicorn. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I did not reach nirvana. I made a lot of mistakes after that still, but it was the very start of a journey that I didn't realize I was on. You're so real. I love it. (laughs) This is such an amazing, amazing story. Well, thank you so much. I think it's important for people to be honest about this stuff because once you get in these rooms with these high-level entrepreneurs, like it's not a perfect journey to success. Not a straight line, not a straight line. You were nearing your twenties and you had a mentor who was the mother of your boyfriend who gave you this book. And then where were you in life? What were you doing? What were you working on? And then what started to change? I started traveling in college. I studied abroad. And then that was another big milestone of presence because I'm obsessed with traveling. It's only this year that I've really slowed down with that. Because you're so present when you go to a new place, you've got that feeling of wonder. And I discovered that for the first time studying abroad in Italy in college. Mm -hmm. And that like blew my life open again. So I had that experience. I started getting more into personal development. I branched out from just Eckhart Tolle, although he'll always be my favorite, to learning about more teachings and more people and getting into Abraham Hicks, who I love too. I ended up moving to Taiwan for two years after I graduated college with my partner at the time because I wanted to live in Asia. I had never been there. I have this like wanderlust. And 
even though I was doing a lot of gratitude and law of attraction, I was missing a key step, which is like feeling good. You know, even though I had come so far and outwardly looked like pretty successful, I wasn't actually doing well because I was trying to control things, you know, like I was being too regimented about like, this is when I exercise and now I write what I'm grateful for and I'm going to make it happen. And like, no. (laughs) And then my life really blew open because I'm an only child, very close with my parents. When I was in Taiwan, I had been there for two years. My mom Skyped me that my dad had killed himself. Oh, Margie. Yeah. And we were really close. And while Mm. there was mental illness in the house, it wasn't like that. Like nobody saw that coming. And like my life fell apart. Like I really saw what I was made of for the first time, because before that I had really been a daddy's girl. I had been a total brat. I didn't take responsibility. And as soon Mm -hmm. as my dad died, my mom just she like couldn't take it. And I just like stepped in as the leader of the family. And it's not like I was a kid. I was like 26, but it was still such a shift to go from kind of being an ungrateful brat who was so, so trapped in my own anxiety that I wasn't thinking enough about other people and the impact I was having and who I was being. There's something really beautiful about your life falling apart. And I'm never going to say I'm glad that my dad died because I love him and I miss him so much. But the person who I am now was born from that. And one of the things going on with my parents was that they were hoarders. And it was really hard for me because I, like most people, clear open space makes me feel calm. It makes me feel creative. Clutter makes me upset. So part of why I was anxious and so upset all the time was growing up in an environment where there was no clear surfaces, where I couldn't have people over. I was like ashamed and trying to hide it. So I decided actually before my dad died that I'm going to clean the house. And that was like the biggest obstacle in my life. Like that felt more impossible than becoming a billionaire to me. Like it was that big because it had been this thing that had, you know, I had hated for so long. I had been so ashamed of, and I was like, I'm going to go home and clean the house. And then my dad died. And then I went home and cleaned the house and it was a journey like that was my first business, even though I didn't realize it at the time. I had no idea what I was doing. I had never owned a home. I had to figure out how to find the different professionals. I had to figure out how to get a 40 acre dumpster. And it was just trying to work with my mom when she was in such a bad place mentally. And I had to keep pushing her to keep going and keep sorting through all this stuff. And it was five months. I had to work on it all day. Every wow. single day. Sounds I've like a never... huge job. And yeah. it's such a pivotal time in your life. Yes. And I had never done anything like that before. I had never done something really hard and not quit. And by finishing that house clean, it transformed my life. It transformed what I believed was possible. And again, it wasn't a quick fix. It's not like I cleaned the house and suddenly we weren't like grieving. I mean, it was a bad time, but it really made me who I was. And so did therapy. I mean, like I found a good therapist who did trauma reprocessing EMDR because I was like, I need EMDR. Help. Yeah. Okay. I was going to ask you what kind of therapy you yeah. what did it helped you. Cause that's a really, I mean, this is major. That's a major trauma. It's not like I finished the house and then like this light shined down and like knew what I was going to do with my career. 
I finished the house. I moved to a state where I didn't know anyone with my partner at the time. I had no support. Where'd you guys move, Margie? Colorado. Very beautiful. Amazing. Yeah. Nice choice. Appreciate it. Yeah. But it was like I hit another rock bottom in Colorado. But gorgeous backdrop. Yeah. Because I had been so focused on the house and like having that purpose was driving me and physically processing the loss through processing my dad's stuff. It was hard, but it was kind of great. But once I had nothing to do, no job, I didn't know anyone. It was like a perfect storm of just like, you know, I just was so upset. All the grief hit me. My relationship, yeah, could not survive Mm -hmm. it. But what I did do is I decided I didn't want to go to work anymore. I didn't want to leave the house to work. And so I found out about remote work. I said, I want that. And two days later, Jess, who we had been connected with as colleagues, then reconnected when my dad died because she adopted his cat while I was in Taiwan and like saved me because I was stuck in Taiwan for a month and I needed people to come pick up these pets. And she did. She came and picked up a cat. I didn't even know her that well, but I was like, oh my gosh, what an angel. I saw she was hiring for remote positions. So I had never even listened to a podcast besides Serial, but I was like, I'm in. And that's how I started as a contract booking agent. And then when my relationship ended, I moved back home to Rhode Island to live with my mom in shame. But because I lived in Rhode Island, I was able to become the first employee of Interview Connections because it's a Rhode Island-based company. Unbelievable. Yeah. And everything, all the therapy, I mean, a decade of personal development, all of that culminated in how I showed up every day in Interview Connections that allowed me to ask for 50% equity and get it. You really took so much away from all of your struggles. So you're in Rhode Island and you are now working remotely. You're living with your mom. And this is when your journey with Interview Connections starts. How did you get started and what was it like for you in terms of the journey from remote worker and booking agent? You were booking guests on podcasts and now you're the CEO. So maybe you can walk us through that trajectory. Yeah. So like I said, I didn't really know about podcasts. I wasn't in the business world. So I'd only listened to like serial and like the super mainstream shows at that point. But I became this booking agent and I'm like a real high achiever. So every job I get, I want to be like the best. And I loved Jess because she had helped me out with this cat. So I had this like lifetime unbreakable loyalty to her, which as a CEO, I mean, that's what you want from your team. But so I was listening to my clients' interviews because. I wanted to make sure I fully understood them to book them. So I was listening to business podcasts. I was listening to their stories. And like, literally, I remember Googling, like, what is B2B? What is content marketing? And this was 2016. I mean, this wasn't that long ago. The reason I'm so passionate about podcasts and the reason I know the impact they have and that they transform lives is because it transformed my life. I Mm -hmm. listened. I had been so lost for so long and I was watching my peers like go to grad school and go into these careers. And I hated being an employee. I hated having a job. And I really felt like there was something wrong with me. Like I was just kind of failing at life. And then I heard my clients share their business, share their story, so many different industries, so many different ways to create this freedom and this wealth. And I was like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. 
And it changed my life. Talking to these entrepreneurs who were our clients changed my life. That's so incredible. I'm loving this episode so much, but let's take a quick moment for an ad break. This ad break is going to be something fresh and different, and I'm actually going to be highlighting one of the incredible women in my mastermind, Hannah Mason. You have met Hannah Mason on this show. She's been my guest, and she came on to talk about her book, Hold That Thought. So Hannah has been in my program now for over a year and a half. She was really the inspiration behind the program. When we first started meeting informally back in 2019, she said, Hey, Ozzy, I think that, you know, we're really onto something with this whole goal setting and masterminding thing. Maybe we should make it a permanent fixture. And so we did. Here we are, flash forward a year and a half later, Hannah and her husband, Dave, are now traveling and they're traveling the world. I get to see their incredible pictures. They're currently in South Africa and posting about their travels and their journeys. They're working on so many different creative projects. And I really believe that the creativity and success that Hana has been enjoying recently may be rooted in the thought work that she did in her early years. Hana was influenced by Byron Katie among other thinkers who take a cognitive approach to psychology, really having a look and looking deeply and thoughtfully at thoughts, at the way that the mind works. And Hannah became so well-versed in these tools. She started using them in small groups and mastering them and then teaching them. And that teaching translated itself into a book called Hold That Thought. Build Clarity, Peace, and Joy by Gaining Mastery Over Your Thinking. I have the book on my bookshelf. I open it up regularly and it's helped me to reframe some of my thinking and really find more freedom in terms of not getting stuck on difficult thoughts. So you can now get Hana's book for free by visiting the link drazi.co backslash hold. That's dr azi.co backslash h-o-l-d and you're going to get a free ebook download you could also choose to buy the audio book or buy a paper copy i love my paper copy of the book and you're also going to learn about the brand new courses that hana is teaching and i've taken her course personally and she's a phenomenal educator she's inspirational and There's just so much to offer here. So I'm excited to share this with you. You can get your free copy of the book, drazi.co backslash H-O-L-D. In other news, let's stay connected in social media. I hope that by now you are already a member of my free Facebook community. You can join it at drazi.co backslash community. And you can also connect with me on Instagram, ozzy.jankovic. Now, I will tell you what, I'm not sure if you know this yet or not, but I have written a book myself. It's called Beyond All Things, and it's a collection of 50 insights that you can read at any time. You can open up to any page and really have a dose of inspiration and joy and all of those things that we need so much on a regular basis as a part of our spiritual practice. So I'll tell you what, 
if you take a screenshot of wherever you are listening to this episode, you share it on Instagram stories and tell your connections on Instagram, tell your friends one thing you like about this episode or one thing you've learned and you tag me as a special gift to you, I will send you a copy of my book for free. That's right. You tag me and you will receive a copy of Beyond All Things. How does that sound? I'm pretty excited about it. Thank you so much for tuning in and let's get back into the episode with Margie. That's so incredible. So you started booking your guests and then you really leaned in in terms of learning about how you could serve these guests, book them in the right places, learn about business. And then how did you transition from employee to now co-running this company? Yes. So I learned really, really fast talking to our clients. I started calling all my clients every Friday and that was not something other contractors were doing. And it's something that we now do as a company with our clients, but at the time and like talking to these entrepreneurs, doing the best I could. And then when I moved home at this point, I wasn't thinking like, I'm going to own this business. Cause I mean, that would have sounded crazy. I would not have believed that was possible, but in 2017, this is actually funny. So in 2017, Jess proposed to me by asking me to be the first employee of her business because I had been a contractor. And this was a funny moment. She got me this great, like, giant nameplate with a big cat on it because I'm a big animal person that said Margie. And it was like giant. And she was so excited because as an entrepreneur, like, your first real employee from having contractors is such a big step. So she's like so excited. She invited me out to lunch. Inside, I was crushed. And there's photos of me holding the nameplate and like smiling, but I can see it in my own eyes. I was crushed because I didn't want to be an employee. I loved the freedom of being a contractor. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I was like, great. I left that lunch. I called my best friend. I cried. And it was this interesting moment because it felt like a step back because I was giving up some freedom but I knew that it was a step forward, even though I didn't understand why. I knew this was where I needed to go, even though it felt like I was moving backwards instead of forwards. And I didn't tell Jess this until like a couple years ago. And she was shocked because she didn't realize that I had had this big internal struggle. My best friend talked me down. She'll still bring it up too. She's like, aren't you glad I told you to go with it? <laughs> but yes. And I showed up and all the therapy I had done, all the personal development I had done and the loyalty I had to this business and to Jess after what she had done to help me and help my dad's cat, I felt like it was my business right away. Like every Mm. loss was both of our losses. Every win was both of our wins. Like when you're first like learning to hire employees in-house, it's a lot. And we did not know what we were doing at first, the way that we do at this point. So there were times when I would like go into her office and we both like cry. And any entrepreneur who tells you that that doesn't happen is lying. Like it was so so real. This is so real. And it's something that I think is so important to talk about the actual challenges that come with growing because so many people think they want to grow and haven't yet thought about, well, how do I onboard employees? How do I communicate with the team? And it's not something that necessarily 
you imagine everybody wants to grow. I want a big business, but what does that really look like? Yeah, it's incredible. I love it because I love personal development and growing a business is like the greatest personal development journey you could ever go on and you get paid for it. Like, I think it's the best thing in the entire world, but it is a journey and it's going to be sloppy at times. Like you can do your absolute best, but you have to take action. And when you're taking action, you can't be perfect and it's not perfect. But just so we're growing this team together in 2017. We started doing this other podcast together as a project and it wasn't a business, but it was like sort of a side project that we would do together on Sundays. And it was sort of like we had a little side hustle that we owned together. It wasn't like she was my boss the way it was at Interview Connections. And then we started talking about expanding the podcast and having a media company. And Jess is smart. (laughs) She knew I was an entrepreneur. And so... She asked me, she was like, do you want to be a business owner? And like, as she tells it, I said, yes, so fast. It was like kind of intense. And so she realized I have this key employee who is an entrepreneur. And at that point, she's told me, she was like, well, I could find a way to incorporate her as a business owner or know that at some point she's going to go because when it's in you, you just can't like when you're an entrepreneur, you just have to, no matter how much I loved the business and how loyal I was at some point, I was going to need the excitement of owning my own thing. So I really give a lot of credit to Jess because I think it is some next level leadership to give away power, knowing that it will make you better and more powerful. Mm -hmm. And I was very inspired by that because I think a lot of people are so controlling. They don't want to give away anything for free, but being such a high level leader that you can see, I'm going to give 50% of this business to this person who's coming in with so much energy and so much vision. And is like, let's do this. And it was so many people thought she was crazy and she did it. And it was incredible. And it was because I came in so loyal, but also with so much vision and so much excitement of like, we can get to seven figures, you know? And she was like, really? At that point we were at like low, mid six figures. And I was like, yeah, we can. And I'd like written out numbers and all of this stuff. So when we got, it was my one year employee review, my first one, when I asked for 50% equity, I was only able to make that ask because of everything that had happened before, because of who I had been. So it's not just one conversation. You were invested fully for the whole year. Yeah. And you were working together on a project. So she understood your vision and your spirit and your work ethic. Yeah. And I could say with a hundred percent certainty, if you give me 50% of the business, not a buy-in, I promise you, I can quadruple your take-home income and we can get this business to seven figures. And here's how it made it a very easy ask. I love negotiation. I come from a sales background. I love negotiation. I especially love women negotiating. I think it's so important. And one of the most important things with negotiation is I never come in with an, like an ultimatum and I never go high hoping we'll end up low. Like I only ask for the exact thing I want, which was 50% equity. I wouldn't accept less than that because if I was going to have that skin in the game, I wanted the full reward too. And I told her, if I have personal interest in this business growing and being more profitable, it will grow and be more profitable. And she was like, I believe you. 
This is so interesting. So you're at this juncture where you have so much vision. It sounds like you have a lot of respect for Jess and also an incredible bond with her too, because I would imagine at this point, you could have chosen to open up your own shop. You could have made that decision. Did that thought ever cross your mind? Never. No, no, I never would have started a competing business. So this is really interesting. And I think that it points to something that women, I believe, are very, very savvy with and very brilliant about, which is collaboration over competition. Mm. Yeah. How is it that you didn't even consider that? How was it so clear to you what you wanted? I mean... I don't always have like that amount of clarity, but I'm a big believer in the law of attraction. I love Abraham Hicks. I think when you're like connected to source, you can feel it. And it was one of those moments. Like I was just tapped in and it wasn't if she had been like, because there was a counter offer of like, well, what about 10%? And I said, no, I was very clear because I just knew what I wanted. I wanted 50-50. I wanted us to have equal power. I didn't want to have a boss you know, I wanted equality and I wanted equal skin in the game and equal reward. So I think it's powerful when you know what you want and other people are drawn to that. And I think you're more likely to get a yes. Mm -hmm. Incredible. So that was not so long ago. That was, nope. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that was the end of 2017. So I became official 50% owner of Interview Connections in 2018. We went from 400,000 in revenue to 850 in 2018, so close to seven figures. And then in 2019, we broke seven figures for the first time. And then 2020, we did 2.5 million and we're doing 10 million this year. So we've just been running as our forexing this year. Yeah, absolutely. Unbelievable. This is so exciting. Okay. So for anyone who has not come across your company yet, you guys are amazing. And I was so fortunate to find you guys. I started receiving your emails and coming across the coolest guests through you. So I want to talk for a moment about what Interview Connections is and everything that you guys do. Yeah. So thank you so much. And you have an incredible show. You are such a great host. So we're so grateful that you interview our clients. Thank you. Um, I really appreciate that. It means a lot. Yeah, of course. And it's so exciting to connect great hosts with you with our clients because our clients are so cool. Like every day I'm like taken aback by how smart they are, how talented they are. So what we do is we work with entrepreneurs primarily in the online service space. So coaches, consultants, finance, but we do have some product-based businesses who are killing it. And we book them as guests on podcasts, on specific podcasts, We book them on four shows a month, every month for a year. And so we provide the guaranteed bookings on the targeted shows. And then we also do a lot of consulting with our clients. So we have an incredible leadership team who's on the phone with our clients every month, looking at their interviews, listening to them. What is your call to action? What's working? Do we like these audiences? Do we want to tweak it? Do we want to tweak your messaging? Because we've learned over almost eight years that it's not enough to just give an entrepreneur, even a great speaker, an interview and be like, go. Like we support with the strategy too, because there's a lot of strategy to turn interviews into an actual revenue stream in your business, which of course is the goal. So that's how we work with clients. It was a little bit controversial, I think at first for people that we only work with people annually, 
but there's a reason for that. And it's because we saw people coming into podcast guesting because someone had told them about it or they heard they should do it or they were curious. And then they were like, all right, I'm just going to try it out. You know, maybe I'll do 10 interviews. Maybe I'll do 15 interviews, see how it goes. And then if I see an ROI, I'll keep going. And we used to like have packages like that where we'd be like, okay. And we stopped doing that because it was setting them up for failure because you need to be consistent with this strategy. Like any content strategy, it's not like an overnight success. Sure, we have clients who like, we'll see a huge ROI from one interview because the host will become a client and refer a bunch of people. It happens, but it's not like a one-off thing of like, great, I had great results and I'm done. It's something to build into your content marketing strategy. So I'm on at least one interview every week and that's what our clients are doing too. This is so great. So to walk us back a little bit for someone who's say new to being an entrepreneur, new to the podcast space, new to marketing in general, what exactly is the function? If you could just explain it from the get-go, what is the function of being on a podcast? What's the purpose? How can an entrepreneur look at a podcast as more than like an interesting conversation? How does it relate to business? That's such a good question. So the magic of podcasts is that they're so incredibly high trust. So like, yes, we run ads, you know, we have a blog, we do everything. We've got social media posts, but the long form interview, people hearing you, your story, your journey is the most powerful thing ever. And those leads who find you on a podcast, then take your call to action, whether that's joining your Facebook group, opting into your email list, whatever it is, They trust you so much already that they convert really high in becoming clients. It also establishes you as an expert. So when someone who doesn't even listen to podcasts Googles you and all these interviews come up, it shows that you are visible and that you are an expert in this field and that social proof is so valuable. And then a third thing, there's a lot of reasons that- There's a lot of reasons, right? (laughs) Yeah, but the third one that I'll say- because I think this is overlooked way too much. So I often lead with it. It's not just a visibility strategy, although it's incredible for that. It's also a high-end virtual networking strategy. These hosts are amazing entrepreneurs like you. So not only are people getting in front of your incredible audience that you've built, but they're getting to talk to you. And we have seen some of the biggest ROIs from our clients because hosts will become their clients. Hosts will partner with them on a new idea. They'll become referral partners, JV partners. I love this. Like there are so many hosts who have interviewed me who have gone from strangers before the show to like, we're like BFFs now. Like we talk all the time. They're like bouncing ideas off me. I'm doing the same. I'm like, Hey, I'm doing a book. Can you help me? And they're like, yes. And then they have a question about something I'm an expert in. And I'm like, I got you girl. So I love this. I love this. Connection. The power of relationships. You said it. It's the magic of podcasting. It's really building connections. And just the podcasting community in general, it's the best. Like there is no more collaborative space out there about it's so not salesy. It's not pitchy. It's like people genuinely collaborating, giving value, wanting to serve, wanting to help each other. It's just the best. It's such a great. Okay. I love this so much. I want to lean in for a minute about 
what you just said, this idea that it's not salesy. I meet a lot of women who have the biggest hearts, Margie, okay? The biggest hearts, and they are so afraid to be salesy. And I have to say that I feel it. I've been there. And I had a personal transformation in this area, but I'd love to hear from you because I know that you're doing this on a regular basis in terms of like sales, right? So when you think about sales, what comes up for you? How is sales service for you? How is sales different than the salesy, right? Like the word you used. So I love sales. I'm obsessed with sales. I'm from a fully sales background. I love sales. I love selling. And I love being sold to. That feeling of speaking to someone who is a great salesperson, who's listening to you, who makes sure they understand exactly who you are, exactly what you want, and then guides you to a solution to your problem and sells it to you. I love those people because they make your life so much easier. If they're genuine and authentic and in integrity, they are taking you from a place where you are stuck probably and have a pain point to this incredible new possibility that they're providing. And I love when a problem gets solved in my business. I'm like, oh, thank God, I don't have to think about this anymore. So I really think anyone who has trouble with sales, I would really recommend you reframe that and like hire a coach because Mm. there is mindset stuff there that you have to get over because you have a responsibility to serve your target audience. There are people out there who need what you do. And it's selfish not to treat yourself to a breakthrough in that area so that you can serve them and show up and offer them what they need. There's nothing wrong with asking people to pay money. It feels great to invest money in people and things that you love and need. Money is energy. It took me a long time to really get that. You don't just want to have money coming in and never spend it. It's energy. It's got to be coming in and going out like love too. So you're not hurting people by getting them to part with their money. You're giving them Mm -hmm. a gift of investing in something that's good for them. Now, if you're trying to get someone to buy something from you that isn't their best solution, then you're out of integrity. Don't do it. And it's not going to work in the year 2021 either. (laughs) No, they're going to smell it. But you need to get back in touch with your why. That's the biggest thing. If you feel like your product or service isn't giving value in a way that you can confidently stand in integrity and sell it to your target audience, you need to go back to the drawing board and tap back into that and maybe talk to some clients whose lives have been changed and talk to them about what you've done and take that into your sales conversations. I love this so much. So tapping into your why, the first day of most of my programs, we do a meditation on why and really tap into like stream of consciousness because it's more powerful than any fear, any self-defeating thought or belief that the mind can create. And you know that. So I would love to hear from you before we wrap up. What has your transformation been like? How are you different? What have you learned? How have you changed since that trip, since you were you know, young and 19 and first stumbling upon Eckhart Tolle? Yeah. I'm obsessed with transformation, obviously. Not only am I a different person than I was when I was 19, I'm 32 now, when I first discovered that book, but I feel like I'm a different person than I was last week. And not in terms of my morals and who I am and what I care about, but personal growth is such an ongoing thing. And if you're really pushing yourself, and the way I do that is primarily through the business, 
by being forced to grow. You know, if you're scaling a business, you're growing a team, you need to grow as a person every single day. And that's why I like it. And I think it's good to be a different person than you were last week or last month, because that's how fast you're growing. So incredible. So tell our listeners, if you will, what exactly it is that Interview Connections is doing and how they can, you know, learn more and connect with y'all. Yeah. So if you are an entrepreneur who wants more visibility and wants to get more leads and clients through guesting on podcasts, we actually have an amazing free Facebook group. You can find it at interviewconnections.com slash group. And it's an amazing community. It's not like a Facebook group where we just like forget about it or pop in intermittently. We are in there every week doing a training. We have a team of full-time employees who are there in that group to serve you, to answer your questions, to make sure you get the resources you need. So that is a great community to network with other entrepreneurs and get referrals. But also if you're curious about how to leverage podcast guesting as a revenue stream in your business, that's the perfect place to be. That is so incredible. Amazing. So we will absolutely have a link in the show notes. I'm already thinking about the Facebook group. Link in the comments. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) We're going to put a link in the show notes to your Facebook group. And wow, this has just been incredible. You're amazing. And I am so excited to continue to watch you and what you're doing and witness it. So thank you for being here and thank you for connecting with all of us. Thank you so much, Dr. Ozzy. What an episode. I have to say that I felt so connected to Margie after our conversation. I was brought to tears listening to her story. She speaks from the heart. She is such a humble human being and she is the type of person who understands that there is something to learn from everyone. I actually listened to her show, Rock the Podcast, just this morning, and she was speaking about her observations in moving into this sphere of really high earners. And she was sharing that when she started getting into, you know, new echelons of business and meeting these, you know, seven, eight, nine figure earners, she was astounded at how humble they were and how everyone she met expressed a genuine curiosity and an interest in learning from her, even though she wasn't quite yet at that place in business, they recognized that they could learn something from her. And, you know, I'm sure that you can see uh, exactly why that is. She has a lot to share and teach, but Margie also recognizes as do I, that everyone has so much to share and so much to teach. And it's such an opportunity and such a joy to stay curious about that. So I loved meeting Margie. I loved having her on the show. I'm really so grateful to be connected to her. We did a room on Clubhouse a few days after the episode together and talked about the mental health issues that come up in the space of entrepreneurship and and how important it is to constantly be looking after our mental health and our spiritual health and all of those things. In any case, my friends, I am so glad that you chose to spend your time here with me today. What is one thing you learned from this episode? I'd love to hear from you. You can always direct message me on Facebook or Instagram. And if you have any questions, I am here for that too. I want to hear from you. I want to hear what's going on in your life. I am always creating new content, whether it's here on the show or it's my meditations on Inside Timer or my 
Q&As and lives and all of the new courses that I have coming out, I have you in mind. And so I love to hear from you. Be in touch. Let me know what you're up to. And as always, wherever you are in the world, I hope that you are meeting yourself with so much kindness. Stay tuned. Until next time, have a blessed week.